everyone. Yes, I am here. Thank you, Dr. Renee. <laughs> well, let's get started. Tell us a little bit more. I know I just hit the iceberg. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and the really the world-changing things that you're doing in your life. Absolutely. Well, very interestingly, Parents Anonymous was started in 1969 by a mom who needed help, and she could not handle one of her kids. And she realized she was looking for help all over the place and everybody kept saying, Oh, you just need to go to a therapist. And when she did, she realized she needed more. She needed to sit down with parents, moms and dads, grandmas and tias like herself and talk about these issues and get community level support, not just one-on-one level support. So she courageously started this program with a social worker in 1969. It was the first parents anonymous group which has spread all around the world since then. And we have a slogan in Parents Anonymous, asking for help is a sign of strength. Whatever issue the parent has, or anybody who's taking care of kids, grandmas and tias, et cetera, has, they're welcome to come to Parents Anonymous with their children. Now, let's roll forward 2020. And also, in 1974, we started the first and only, still today, National Parent Helpline. So we're available about 12 hours a day, 
um, for people to call us or email us to get that essential emotional support. We're all feeling beaten down, frustrated, totally confused about this COVID virus, which is raging onward. Um, Schools are closing. Work is changing. People are unemployed. People don't have access to the Internet. Schools are trying to pivot to provide educational environments that are meaningful, and everybody feels isolated. Um, This is the trauma of 2020 that we are all experiencing. But some people feel it differently, and being alone and isolated is the biggest problem that people are facing. So picking up the phone and asking for help and listening to it, you know, getting the support from a trained counselor so you can decide what you do next is really important. Also, um, Dr. Renee, what's interesting happened in California, we went to the governor. Once the governor in California sheltered everybody in on March 19th, we went to the governor and asked to do a special initiative. We consider ourselves first responders for families to build resiliency. We don't consider that everybody, even when people are struggling, don't have strengths. They need to dig deep and find them. And during these troubling times, people have done it. They figured out how to stretch a dollar. They figured out how to build social networks over the internet, through the telephone. They figured out what their kids might need, how to balance 24-7 with your kids of all different kinds of ages and be safe. Um, And that's what we're all about. So we launch a special initiative for your California um, callers. We actually have online Parents Anonymous groups available in English and Spanish. And we have the ability for people to also text us or live chat us in California, 8 to 8 p.m., um, seven days a week. Um, That's a special initiative we did. Um, We have you know, at least 20 million parents, children, and youth in California. But nationwide, we have 63 million kids. And there are lots of parents. There's at least as many parents as there are kids because many people have step-parents, grandparents who raise them, aunts and uncles, older siblings, and they consider their families pretty big and diverse. And I think this is the time that people need to be feel it's okay to ask for help They need to seek it, and I keep encouraging people, keep seeking help to get what you need because everybody's needs are different and everybody's circumstances are different, and this child is this way and that child is that way. We need a national national funding source for this because if we're going to have a first responder system that's really targeted to parents, children, and youth, not let's wait till this problem occurs. You don't call the police until you think there's been a crime or you've been harmed. You don't go to the hospital unless you've been hurt or you're, ha- you know, you're in an emergency situation or you think you're sick or whatever. What are we doing to prevent the, and, and strengthen the well-being of everybody? Okay? And in order to do that, we have to make it okay for people to reach out and to celebrate all the resiliency people have. People have done amazing things when they were sheltered in, when they're trying to teach their kids, when they're balancing work, and many people are stretching every dollar, every dollar they can find. We don't have free Wi-Fi. We don't have all these tablets. How do kids engage? Young kids learning is different than high school kids learning. And a lot of students have been lost during this last spring semester of school 
And now the schools are trying to pivot and say, no, we want to find every kid. We want to engage everybody. And now that we know what we're going to do, we're going to implement it. And I take my hat off, you know, to everybody. First responders call us all the time in the healthcare field because they're so worried that they have to isolate themselves and their kids. How can they be the parent they want to be over the telephone, over the Zoom? It's very hard to parent and many people are worried that they have been exposed because they're dedicated in their work and I take my hat off to every kind of first responder in the healthcare field in in the fire police etc who cannot go home every night because they're worried about exposure um, and I think we have to celebrate their bravery but I think every day we are just worn down by this trauma because Every day, we learn new things we didn't know before, which makes us feel we don't know much at all, which is that kind of uncertainty is really frightening for all of us. Um, And I think that we have to recognize it, and we have to find ways to build community. We have to build those bridges um, across the divide. That is being an anti-racist, being an anti-sexist, being an anti-classist, not just sitting by and letting those things happen, but saying, I'm not standing for it. Don't talk that way. And I'm not going to be around those people. We're not going to do that anymore, et cetera, et cetera. We have tolerated a lot of isms and problems because people don't feel you can be courageous and fight against it because you'll be looked down on, because people might attack you back, because you don't know who supports you in your thinking. And all that is, layered beneath and above and around the whole COVID pandemic. We have never experienced a pandemic in this lifetime. Anybody who was around in 1918, it's a totally different situation. And every day, whether we hear from public health officials or you hear from your neighbor or somebody says, oh, this and that, we're questioning, did we wipe that surface? Did we touch our face? Is that mask been washed? Is this appropriate for our child? Um, And those are questions we have every single day, every single day and every single minute. Um, Some parents say to me, well, we just turn off the TV. We don't want to even look at the news anymore. We have got to create some sense of sanity in our home life, Um, whether that's a routine, whether that is positive energy. And also, really, parents need to take care of themselves first. You know, the old saying, how can you love another if you don't love yourself? How can you care for another if you don't care for yourself? In Parents Anonymous, we talk about these 16 nurturing and parenting strategies. If I don't know how to calm myself or center myself as a parent, how am I going to help that 6-year-old or 17-year-old do the same thing? And that is what we do in the Parents Anonymous groups, and that's what we do on the National Parent Helpline when people call us, meet people where they're at. It's not about advising. It's about supporting the personal empowerment journey of others. And we have young people calling us. We have parents handing the phone to young people and say, you know, you're saying you were going to call that line. You're very upset right now. Whatever went on, you know, I took away whatever, some privilege of yours, and now go in the other room, here's the phone, and go call the helpline. And um, we relate to everybody. We can speak in Spanish and English immediately. We can also do other languages. Um, We want to be accessible. But it takes a lot of courage to reach out. 
it's not a long-term commitment. You're not making an appointment. You're not standing in line. Anyway, where is anybody standing in line? Okay, there's so many services that don't exist in this country now, right? The, the safety net has a gigantic hole in it. It's called, oh, my God, that was a face-to-face service. That was a place that was available. It's not available. You know, things have changed, um, whether or not parents can even access a hotspot that a school some of the schools have been very creative. They put the hotspots on the school buses. They drove the school buses to the neighbors. But, but when did they leave it? Did they leave it there all the time? And if you have a young child and your child's not in regular school yet, do you know what this hotspot is? So we still have many challenges to try to get people electronically connected to provide some semblance of what that social connection is. In a parent synonymous group, people build trust, belonging, community, La Familia, and um, in the giving you get is what we say. So when you reach out to another person to share your experiences or to share caring and support, you benefit from that. Just like when you're nice to me today. First thing happens is that your brain cells get activated by all those great neurotransmitters and you feel better. Secondarily, I'm so happy you're nice to me. I'm having a great day. And so it's a gift that keeps on giving. And um, I think that's what's so important about trying to reach out and build community. People need to call. If you don't have a friend or family member, call one eight five five for a parent That's the easiest way to remember the phone number. Um, we also have a website. People can send us emails. If you live in California, it's caparentyouthhelpline.org. So we have additional services because the governor, Governor Newsom, gave money. So I say put politicians need to put policymakers need to put money where they where they believe needs to be say where we have all these deficits, this economic crisis, businesses are closed, people don't have work, people are concerned about the safety of their work. So what kind of supports are we providing for people? Where is the funding for this national first responder system? For families that's targeted, not like, oh, yeah, well, we have a little helpline and you can call in a crisis and everything. Parents want to know it's for them. It's about their role as a parent, first as a human being, myself as a woman, myself as a mother and a wife. You know, I've grown kids. But the same thing applies when people say, oh, we're about families. I'm saying, well, are you targeting parents? Are you targeting children? Are you not targeting this group or not? We need to say parents, children, youth, parents, children, youth, because they're the humans, families are a unit, and people don't know what that means. Are you talking about me? Well, you know, my neighbor is my family. My, my best friend is my family. You know, my, my, what I define as family might not be your traditional. But if you're in the role of caregiving for children, either by being the parent or a relative, or, or you're even parenting a neighbor's kid because, you know, that's what you do because that's your community, great. You're welcome to call and ask for help and work through those deep underlying emotional issues to get sort of a clearing there for you to make a decision what to do next, what to do tomorrow, what to do in five minutes. Problems are complex, don't get solved easily, but the journey is the first step. I'm going to circle back a little bit, uh, Dr. Lisa, to do this, because I, 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 
I know what I've heard in the community. I, you know, at, you know, at, you know, in the medical field, you know, in the in church, and you know, even also in my family and friends. I just want, and you said it so wonderfully, but I just want the audience to really hear this again from you, because um, some people have reservation of calling, you know. And so I went back through that again when someone calls because I think a lot of people uh, think they're going to, quote, unquote, now have a label, quote, unquote, they're going to feel right. that it's not, you know, I don't want to say not for them, but they're not going to, they kind of think that they won't be welcome because they think they're all alone. So personally, go back to through that for a minute because I really want to really – yeah, put a stamp on that because I've heard this so much in, in in my own life. Exactly. Well, first of all, the phone call is anonymous. So you're not going to a program where you have to give your social security number, your first and last name, and your address, right? So if you're going to sign up for a program or go to get certain services, so this is totally anom- anonymous, number one. So the And I guarantee you if people go to the website at Parents Lums, we were built on the idea no blame no shame it doesn't matter what the person calls about we are there trained counselors helpline counselors are there to listen and support people through their personal journey and I mean that exactly so my journey and your journey might be different you might approach something Dr. Renee differently than your family member etc how do you support that person instead of saying, oh, that's a dumb thing to do and you shouldn't have done that? Well, people feel very criticized in their family, in their friends, and by communities because all parents are seen as, well, if your child misbehaves, it's the mother's fault. If the child misbehaves, it's the father's fault. It's everybody's fault. It's like, what's with the fault? We need to push that aside and look at science. The only way people change behavior is if they feel love and support, so they can dig down deep and deal with their underlying emotional issues that drives our behavior. Whether it's, I'm eating too much chocolate, I I need to hug my kid more, I need to take care of myself, whatever these behaviors are, there's a psychological component underneath. And everybody kind of gets that, but they're afraid. So all I can say is that you should try to reach out and keep reaching out. The helpline is a loving, supportive place. And it's totally confidential. Nobody's going to ask you. You can call them and say you're Susie Q. Nobody cares what your name is. They may ask you, could you give us your phone number if we get disconnected? People say no. In California, you can text us and you can live chat us. We don't even have any identifying information because when you live chat, when we're open, you just hit the button and you start chatting. You start chatting and nothing is saved on your phone. A lot of people are concerned about texting. It's saved on my phone, and I have to delete those conversations. Somebody might have my phone. That's right. But when you have a phone call and you're calling a toll-free number, if we don't, we're not asking identifying information. We might say, well, hey, this is Dr. Lisa. You know, what's your first name? Just so I can address you more personally, and you can say, I don't want to tell you my name. Or you can just make it up. So we don't require anything. So I agree with you. It's a journey. People don't decide They either call us in the middle of a crisis, like one more time their kid has this outburst, the parent feels they're not in control, or one more time this kid does that, they don't know how to handle it, 
That's usually when people pick up the phone. They call us while they're driving and they're agitated and it's like, oh my God, maybe you need to pull over. People call us having a panic attack. You know, we are considered that lifeline, that first responder kind of lifeline. But we also tell people, you know, maybe you just need to take a deep breath and we do breathing exercises with people. We can even teach them how to meditate over the phone. We want them to leave with some techniques they can use the next time this feeling hits them, the next time this thing's happened, the next time they need to create a plan. Because nothing gets solved in a one-hour conversation. I'm real here. People can feel, oh, my God. The first thing they say is, is this a real human being? Because most of the time you get a recording. And when we're busy, you are going to get a message. And people get frustrated with that. But there's a lot of high demand for what's going on. And what I say to people is that check out the website, Try it, and if you don't feel like you're being supported and encouraged and listened to, then don't use the service, whether it's us or somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Um, You need to gauge that about yourself. But take a deep breath, close your eyes, and imagine if there is this um, safety net around you or this loving energy, as we say in the heart chakra, the green energy is love and support. Imagine that for a minute. And that you can get there by picking up the phone. So sometimes people need imagery. Some people need to take a breath. It's totally overwhelming and it's understandable. Oh, yeah, I saw that number. I'll call it sometime. And, you know, I don't want anybody to know about me. And people go through that all the time. People feel totally stigmatized. Parents are blamed for everything, anything a kid does. Somebody thinks it's a miracle that, you know, people even want to be a parent because, you're always blamed and shamed. People say, oh, it's the most challenging and loving job. Well, i got to tell you something. It is not a job. Nobody pays me to be the mother of Jeremy and Emma. Nobody has ever paid me. It is something I've chosen to do with my husband to be a mom and a parent in a, and create a loving family. And whatever struggles are along the way, I've sought help anywhere I can get. People do that informally all the time. And in many ways, when you pick up the phone, you're in charge. So when people say, oh, I don't, I don't want this to happen and that, well, how do you know it's going to happen? Maybe it won't happen, but feel the power in picking up the phone. That's why we say asking for help is a sign of strength. Maybe the helpline's not for you. Maybe you need to ask that friend to sit down and just listen to me. Please don't judge me. Please don't come to any conclusions. What I need is a listening ear. Okay, because it's hard to get hugs now with, from people you don't live with, right? Many people need a hug right now, and they can't get a hug. Not a real hug, they get a virtual hug if they don't live together. And so they're afraid of, am I going to give this to somebody else, am I not? But reaching out and getting emotional support is key to who we are as human beings, to, to our basic cell level, to our basic being. We don't live um, in a box alone. Many people end up being very isolated, and many of the seniors in our communities might end up being isolated. Their family doesn't, isn't around them. People feel isolated now. We need to create that sense of community. So whether you put together a Zoom party or uh, a FaceTime party or um, game night, people are being very creative to try to create routine in their home and create some community outside of their home, even though they cannot physically be together. I mean, people are going to church online. 
People are recording church online. People are saying, I need my spiritual connection. I need my religious group. And they're doing it. They're doing it online. And people are saying it's very beneficial. So at first people said, oh, none of this could happen online. Well, it's all happening online. And we're making, it's not the same as being face-to-face, but we are doing it and people are doing more and more they're they're doing their knitting groups online they're doing their book clubs online right they're doing game nights online all kinds of generations they're they say hey we we brought our family together we haven't even seen these cousins in years but hey we're lonely we feel like we need to do it so instead of having the feelings sinking us down how can you push those outward so you can do something because when we sink feelings inside, it affects our health, our well-being, our view on life, all kinds of things. We've got to deal with it. You're right. Oh, Lord, this is so powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you've got great nuggets from Dr. Lisa. She's so powerful. We see why she's in her purpose. You see why she's doing it because she has that deep love. No, we can tell, and that's genuine. That's amazing. You know, time goes by so quickly here. Uh, please, Dr. Lisa, if you have any other, you know, things that we haven't addressed. And after that, please, please tell us how we can connect with you and, and your great organization and how we can support you guys as well online and social media. Okay. Well, always, please feel free to advertise and tag the helpline number, which is 855-427-4736. Sometimes when you write the vanity number in there, people want to click to call, you can go to our website at caparentyouthhelpline.org and click to call. You can go to the parentsanonymous.org, click to call. Um, So there are many ways that you can directly call. And really, reach out to other people for your own benefit and for others. You know, even if your neighbor, you're going to the store and somebody needs extra toilet paper or paper towels, People are doing all kinds of things to build community. And I think that's essential for us to move through this and get to the other side, however long this pandemic takes. And all the lessons that everybody has learned and all the wisdom we can share one another is, is what is so essential, which will enrich our lives every single day. Um, and again, we have online Parents Anonymous groups in California. You can go to the website and click on there. And if you want to send a donation, you can send a donation to parentsanonymous.org. And we are trying to get federal money. And we're looking for corporations who really believe in parents, children, youth to fund the National Parent Helpline so that we can be available 24-7 all around the country and provide evidence-based online support groups for parents and their children and youth. We serve the whole family. So prevention is the key, and I really believe in the strengths of people. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. Woo, first of all, we want to say thank you so much for being in your purpose. That That's just so powerful. And then also thank you so much for taking time out your busy schedule to be a guest here on the Dr. Renee Sunday podcast. If you need to say anything, Please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Have a wonderful day. and Be safe and well. Yes. Woo, ladies and gentlemen, we just want to let you know that we love you. That's, we love you. 
And you know, the saying, and I can never remember who says this is, it takes the whole village. It does. It does. And it's actually an African proverb. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. It's just amazing. Woo! This has got me all excited. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, please contact this amazing organization, Dr. Lisa. She, her heart, you can tell her heart's in it. And, and we just want you to, you know, what we say, mind, body, and soul. And it takes, you know, it's all. But if you want to be a guest here on the Dr. Renee Sunday podcast, you know how to contact us, ReneeSunday.com, or DM us on any of the social media networks. You know, we do have the different magazines. One is Good Deeds. The other one is a caregiving uh, magazine. And then, you know, we're really doing it with the People magazine, the people of Georgia, the people of Michigan, the people of North Carolina, and the people of California. You know, people contacted me about They said, you ain't got no California one. But anyway, so we actually uh, launching those. I, I really, it, it's sort of like Dr. Lisa says, community. And people love to see their their passion, their purpose, their business in print. So this is what has really, you know, this has really become its own business. <laughs> but contact us at ReneeSunday.com or DM us if you have any questions or you want to do anything. And if you need me to be a part of anything you're doing, let us know as well. I want you to know this, that you do have a calling, you do have a reason you're born. We have to do three things. We have to believe, we have to trust, and we have to walk it out. you got to walk it out. Just go through it, okay? And we're helping resources, okay? It's okay. Like Dr. Lisa said, strength, actually, when you actually reach out. And we want you to get your purpose and get your purpose now. And you know I'm going to say, don't stop, get it, get it, right? <laughs> but I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the Dr. Renee Sunday Show. I am Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder. I love you. I love you. I truly love you. And we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.